0: We are on Ksubis Ayin Amaral 70a as we are beginning the 7th parak, the 7th chapter of Ksubis. The opening Mishnah of the 7th chapter discusses three different situations where the husband essentially takes an oath, takes an oath to uh, prevent his wife from some amount of... Uh, Pleasure or benefit from something to do with the marriage. We will go through the specifics of each of the three cases. Uh, but the Mishnah will discuss what is the law. Uh, are they able to stay married? Are they not able to stay married? Uh, it's definitely not a healthy marriage. But uh, are they able to stay married legally, halakhically, Or are they not able to stay married? So says, The Mishnah, suba. Okay, so the husband takes the following oath. He says that his wife should not get any benefit from me. He shouldn't get any benefit from me. Many of the commentators say that this is referring to exclusively referring to uh, food. Referring to food and uh, providing sustenance. That uh, she can't get any benefit from me. Ah, but he has an obligation to provide for her. Doesn't he have an obligation to provide for her? So how could this oath... Actually take place That will be a question That the Gemara will deal with The Gemara will ask that question But uh, the Mishnah definitely States that The oath Does in fact take place It takes place And therefore For 30 days For the first 30 days From from the time of the oath uh, We have to have Somebody as a go-between Somebody as a go-between Who will provide for her She is deserving And uh, she has to receive uh, Nourishment She has to receive food so we have to have a, have a go-between. The Gemara will discuss how exactly does this help if he's merely the messenger of, of, the, uh, of the husband. How exactly would this help? So that will be a question from the Gemara. But that's, that's what we do for the first 30 days. After 30 days, this is not uh, a situation that we could that we could continue to deal with. The Gemara will explain why after 30 days it, uh, it changes. But after 30 days... So it's not it's not acceptable, and they would have to get divorced. They would have to get divorced. He would have to give her ksuba, to give her, her uh, the money that she deserves after the end of the marriage, but they would have to get divorced. Okay, that is situation number one, where the Tanakhama, the first opinion, says that they have 30 days. After 30 days, they would have to get divorced. Rabbi Yehuda, Omer, Rabbi Yehuda argues, and he says there's a difference between whether or not the husband is a Jew, sorry, is a, they're both Jewish, but whether the husband is a Yisrael, is a non-Kohen or whether he is a Kohen. What's the difference? If he is a Kohen, then to get divorced means they can never remarry. A Kohen cannot marry somebody who is divorced. And so we want to think twice. We want to think twice when any couple gets divorced, but we want to th- think uh, three or four times extra when a Kohen is getting divorced because he cannot remarry her. He cannot take it back later. So Bita says that if it is a Yisrael, uh, if it is a non-Kohen, so then, yeah, you're right. We give a, he says to the Tanikama, we give a month. Beyond a month, um, we, we make them get divorced. For a Kohen, we give them two months. We give them an extra month to figure things out. And then if it, they continue uh, to be in that situation where the husband, he has this ned there, he has this uh, oath uh, that uh, that he, he, he won't provide sustenance. It's forbidden for her to receive benefit from his food. So then they would have to get divorced. Okay, that is all case number one. Uh, It's just uh, important to point out uh, that according to Rashi, Rashi says that when he takes the oath that she cannot get any benefit, it's true. The Gemara will say that this is referring to food, uh, and it's definitely true. But Rashi says that what about the other aspect of benefit, which is uh, having sexual relations? What about having sexual relations? To that he says, for sure the oath cannot take place with regards to that because since he's obligated, the husband has an obligation uh, to provide that for his his wife, therefore the oath that he takes will not take place uh, with regards to tashmishamita, with regards to being intimate. Case number two. What happens if the husband takes the following oath? He says that uh, he doesn't want his wife to eat from any of his fruit. Now what does it mean any of his fruit? It means just one type of fruit, let's say apples or oranges, um, a specific type. Tosfos already points out later on, the classic commentator, that if he uh, forbids all fruit, so then that's uh, not uh, not tenable. It won't. Uh, it's not, That won't last, and therefore it won't it won't work. That neder, that oath, will not uh, will not actually be valid. But if he says with regards to a specific fruit, so then there too, the Tanakhama, the first opinion says. Um Yotibiting Suba, that uh they uh they have to give a They uh they have to get divorced. Rabbi Hudomer, again, Rabihuda differentiates between a Yisrael and a Kohen, Yom Akidi Kaim Snaim Yotubiting Suba, Ubi Koin Snaimikaim Shlosha, Yotubitim Ksuba. Now in this case, they have to get divorced right away. We don't have the whole 30-day uh waiting period, even according to the first opinion. So Rabbiuda says when it comes to Yisrael we have one day, when the second day comes, so then they have to get divorced, but when it comes to a Kohen, we give an extra day to make sure that they uh, really know what they're getting themselves into. So we give them an extra day, so we give them two days, and by the third day, then they would have to get divorced. Last case. Uh, he takes an oath that says that his wife cannot, get, cannot beautify herself uh, with, uh, uh, with any of the perfume or the jewelry. Uh, so that's what he says. Yosefiting Suba the first opinion, get divorced right away. It's not that is not uh, allowed in the marriage, and therefore they would have to get divorced. Rabyosi Omer says it depends. Ba'anios in Shloshim Yom. It depends whether or not uh, they are poor or whether they are wealthy. If they are poor, she's not used to wearing jewelry, so it's only if he says, I will never let you wear jewelry, ever. Uh, from now on, for the rest of uh, for the rest of our marriage. So then they would have to get divorced. But if it's for only a specific amount of time, we will see how long that time is in the Gemara. But if it's only for uh, a very specific amount of time, so then they could stay married. However, if they are wealthy and she's used to wearing jewelry, something that uh, she walks around with jewelry all the time, so then we give thirty days. We give thirty days if they if they. Uh, if he says that she can't wear for 30 days, then they would have to get, uh, for more than 30 days, then they would have to get divorced. Okay, those are the three cases of the Mishnah. Again, the first time, the first one is that she can't get uh, any nourishment from me. I can't provide for her. She can't get any benefit from me. Number two is that uh, he refuses to allow her to eat a specific type of a fruit. And then the third one is that he refuses to allow her to, uh, to beautify herself, to use... Uh, to use perfume and makeup or uh, or jewelry for any of those any of those things, okay. The Gemara now will focus on case number one as we begin the Gemara on the bottom of Ayin Amaral seventy a. <speaking> they caved in the mishuba law. Other law. Kol kimine demafkalo lishibuda vatanan konam sheini osa lapicha in itzurch Hafer ama caved in the mishab delay lav kol kimine demafkalishibuda lishibuda, caved in the mishuba the Gemara essentially asks, "I don't understand. How could this there? how could this oath take place? He has an obligation to feed her. We know one of the obligations that the husband has towards his wife, and most likely, most uh, the the way we follow is that this is a biblical obligation. This is a deris a biblical obligation, is that he has to provide for her. He has to provide for her food. So how can he then take an oath and say that uh, she cannot get any benefit from his food?" It goes against what he's required to do. And we have a parallel example where the oath does not take place because we know that the wife has an obligation uh, to work. She has an obligation to work uh, and to provide, to help bring in money for the family. And if she were to take an oath to say that my husband cannot get any benefit from anything that I make, it doesn't, according to the Tanakama. It does not, uh, it's not a a valid oath. It does not uh, take place. So we see that once there's an obligation, once they're required uh, to provide, to do something, so then to take an oath to, ref- to, to refuse it uh, would, not, uh, would not be a valid oath. So what's going on here in our Mishnah to view this as a valid oath? So the Gemara will give a few suggestions. The first suggestion is, uh, will be rejected. This first idea will be rejected, but the suggestion is, <speaking in Hebrew> So then, <speaking in Hebrew> Moving on to Einam Abis, the top of 70B, essentially when he takes the oath, he takes an oath that um, that you can't get any benefit from uh, any uh, any of his food. So we know that a husband has the right to say that you know what uh, I'm not providing you with food, and you don't have to give me what you make. You don't have to give me whatever whatever parnasa, whatever uh, whatever salary you make from your work. You don't have to give it to me, and I won't provide for you. The husband has the right to say that. So. The Gemara suggests here that when he takes this oath to say that she can't get any benefit from his food, what he's also saying implicitly—he doesn't—he doesn't say it straight out, but implicitly he's saying, "Let's make this deal. We're making this deal now where I don't have to provide for you food, and you don't have to give—you don't have to give me your uh, what you make from from your salary." So the Gemara says to this in um, If this is the case, asks the Gemara, so then we've just mentioned uh, a few minutes ago that when she says, if she were to say, the, my husband cannot get any benefit from my work, and we said that that can't take place, that's not a valid uh, oath because she has an obligation to give uh, what she makes. So then according to the opinion that says that she too has an ability to say the following, to say, I don't want your food and I'm not giving you my money, I'm not giving you uh, how much I make, my salary. She has the right to say that, if she has the right to say that. So why don't we say, just like what we said by the husband, that we could uh, r- understand that there's an assumption within the oath that he's basically making this deal. So so too, on her end, she takes an oath and says, my husband can't get any benefit from what I make. Why don't we say, instead of saying what, what, what the brysa says, which is that it's not a valid oath, it is a valid oath. But she's also implicitly saying... And we're making this deal where you cannot take uh, my maise dime, you cannot take my money that I make. And also, you don't, you won't provide for me food. We'll make that deal. Why don't we reinterpret his words just like we reinterpret his words? So because of this question, we reject suggestion number one. So what is the answer? Ella, lo te ella Rather, the case is, and this is what the answer number one will be, well, there's more to explain within answer number one, but answer number one it, or, or answer number two which is the first real answer um, is that it's where he says explicitly the only time the mission works is where he says explicitly before he takes this oath he says we're making this deal I'm not providing food for you you don't have to give me your salary that's the deal and now in addition to that I'm also taking an oath to say not only am I not giving you any food you cannot get any benefit from my food at all and that's what he's saying and that's uh, that would be the case where the net there where the oath would be valid because He's no longer obligated to provide for her. Okay, so the Gemara says, based on this, if this is the case, so then why does the Mishnah say that for the first 30 days we have to have somebody go in between to provide for her? He doesn't have to provide for her anything. They made this deal, he doesn't have to give her anything. So the answer is no. The Gemara answers, it's talking about a case where. Uh, she she tries to work, but she's not able to make enough to, to survive, to, to live. She needs food. In that scenario, even though the husband makes a deal and says, I'm not going to give you food, you you work on your own, and the money goes to you. They have separate bank accounts. Even if we were to say that, but in a situation where she's just not making it, she's not making money, so then for sure the husband has to provide for her. So like Marcia, if that's the case, and the husband has to provide for her, so then the oath shouldn't be valid. The oath itself shouldn't be valid. It, it just goes back to our original point. That if he has an obligation to provide for her, then he cannot take an oath to say that she cannot get benefit from the food. He has to give it to her. Tigmari like explains. No, no. What's going on here? Uh, it's a case where she has enough for the necessities, for the necessities and what she really needs to eat. She has enough. She's able to use uh, her salary to provide for that. But for the smaller things, for the for the additional uh, benefits of, of what what uh, she eats so then for that uh, she doesn't have enough and therefore the husband would so the, the ned there the oath works uh, the, oath, the oath would work but we still need the parnis we still need a, a go-between to um, to uh, provide for the smaller things so the word says I don't understand it. the word says I don't understand. It. Big whether it's important or whether it's a less important food I understand what's the case here? The husband has to provide for his wife. If it's something that she's used to, so then the husband has to provide. If it's something that she's not used to, the husband doesn't have to provide. So let's figure this out. What exactly is the case? And if he has to give it to her, the oath shouldn't, the oath shouldn't work. So the Gemara answers as follows. This is the conclusion. She basically says as follows. She says, Until now... Until we were married, I, I, uh, I ate uh, not just the necessities, I had a nicer, a nicer more elegant meal and uh, better food. But when we got married, for you, for you, for the marriage, I was willing to forego what I'm used to, even though you're obligated to provide for me based on what I'm used to. But I was willing to forego it because you provided for me, because I want to marry you. Uh, but now that, you, now that you're taking this oath that I can't get any benefit from you, I'm going back on this. Why should I why should I suffer because of this? I want everything now. I want everything. I want even even uh, even the small things, even even uh, the non-essentials food that's also what I want. And so she's able to say that now. So the oath took place, but now the now the husband has to provide for her. Husband would have to provide for her. So oh so ask the Yom. Why is it, ask the Gemara, that until thirty days we appoint point to go between, and after thirty days we don't? The Gemara answers: What's the difference between thirty days after thirty days versus before thirty days? The Gemara answers that the difference is is that during the first thirty days, so we could have this person who's a go-between provide for her. She won't be embarrassed. People won't find out about it. They can last thirty days where we could have this system where she's receiving the what she what she needs for food through a go-between through a middleman. But after 30 days, the word will get out. And if the word gets out, the real concern here is not about her receiving food. She'll receive the food. But the real concern here is that she'll be embarrassed. People find out and she'll be embarrassed. If she's going to be embarrassed about this, then they have to get divorced. So after 30 days, again, the case here is where they made this deal. And the husband said, I'm not providing for you food, even though generally I have to, but I can make this deal with you. I'm not providing with you food, and your salary is your salary. You don't have to give me what you make. And the case is where... Uh, she's able to make a certain amount just for the basics, but not for more than that. And she was willing to forego that until a certain point in time, until now, where she also wants even more than just the basics. And with regards to that, we have to appoint a middleman, but that middleman only exists for 30 days. Beyond 30 days, they have to get divorced because she'll be embarrassed by it. That is all answer number two, which is the first answer that's that we accept, but it's answer number two. Answer number one, which we rejected, was the fact that we re we. Uh, there must be assumptions within the oath that uh, he doesn't want to give to her. No, answer number two, we rejected that. Answer number two is that he says so explicitly. Explicitly he states, I am no longer providing fruit for you and you don't have to give me your salary. Okay, that is all answer number two. Answer number three. Answer number three. The Gomer answers, Basically, he takes the oath while they are only halachically engaged. When they are halakhically engaged, he has no obligation to provide for her. Uh, with food. They don't live together. Uh, During the 12 months of engagement, which today takes place uh, within a few minutes, but during the 12 months of engagement, they're not living in the same house. He doesn't have to provide for her. So he takes the oath now. Seymour says, Arusa, Mislam is owning. So if that's the case, uh, she doesn't get any food anyways while they're engaged. So uh, what's going on here? Why do they have to get divorced? Seymour says, Essentially, the case is as follows. He says this oath while they're engaged. That's why the oath uh, works because he doesn't have to give to her at this point in time. Why would they have to get divorced? Because the rule is that the engagement was for 12 months. That's what it used to be. For It used to be an engagement for 12 months if they get married at the normal time when the girl is, the normal marriage was when she was 12 or 12 and a half. Um, so they wait, uh, they wait 12 months. After 12 months, if they still don't get married, so then the husband has to provide for her. Even if they don't get married, the husband at that point in time has to provide for her. The time is passed. The deadline is passed. He has to provide for her. He doesn't provide for her, then they have to get divorced. That's why our mission says they would have to get divorced. So the oath takes place at a time when he doesn't have to provide for her. Uh, but then he has to provide for her, and they, uh, once uh, the twelve months pass, and they would have to get divorced. Why thirty days? What, what's the difference in thirty days? So the Gemara right here answers: says until thirty days, we'll have the middleman will be involved. After thirty days, the middleman is uh, there's too much for him. He's not gonna he's not gonna get involved, and therefore she won't get her food. She actually won't get her food. Okay, that is answer number two. We will conclude uh, the, the second valid answer. We'll conclude with one final suggestion, which the Gemara will reject. They will reject the, the Gemara will reject this final suggestion. Essentially, he takes the oath also here in this answer when they're engaged. Oh, but he's not obligated to provide for her, so why would they have to get divorced? Because then they get married! Now that they're married, he has to provide for her. So they have to get divorced. The Gemara says, I don't understand. They're, they're getting married. She knows he took this oath. She knows about this oath, that he she can't get any benefit from his food. So if that's the case, he, she accepted this. She wasn't forced into the marriage. She did so willingly. So she accepted this. So if she accepts it, so then let them stay married like this. Gemara says, no. When she accepted it, she thought she could handle it. She thought she could just provide for herself. She'll work on her own. She thought that she could handle it. But then she realized that she can't handle it. She really needs uh, she really needs support from her husband. So the Gemara then rejects this by saying, Gabi The Gemara says, "We no, we don't really say such a such an argument." Um, if she accepted it at the time for food, so then we assume that she knows uh, she can't she can't back out of that. She can't back out and say, "No, later on, no, I, I never." I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Maybe we'll, we'll say that in other situations, like if there's certain movement, if there's certain blemishes on, on the body of the husband, she thought she could handle it. She can't handle it. She could go back. But to say that with regards to food, I thought I could handle providing for myself, and uh, it changed. Uh, she, can't, uh, she, she, she can't handle it. That we don't say. So rather, the gemara ends up saying, the gemara had four suggestions. We're left with two. There's only two in the end, two suggestions. First suggestion is where he, during the marriage, he explicitly states that I'm not providing for you, and I and you keep your, your money, uh, whatever you make, and therefore the oath would take place. And the second suggestion is that it happens during the engagement, but he has to provide for her after the twelve months. He would have to provide for her uh, after the twelve months before they're married. If there's a deadline of twelve months, he's still not married. He would have to provide for her. Those would be the cases where the oath would take place, and they would still have to get divorced afterwards because uh, he has to. In the end of the day, he would have to provide for her after the oath. Okay. That's the, we're up to the two dots in the Gemara in the middle of Ion of a Bay of the b and we'll continue with this Gemara in the next class.